Hello and welcome to episode six of this AFL Life. I am Alison Smirnoff and I'm once again joined by my co-hosts, Julia Kiera. Hi. And Megan McDonald. Hey, Al. Here is uh, JC with no filter. <laughs> All right. So this is no filter number six and we only have three weeks to go. So I thought it would be timely to have a look back at the season and see how far we've come. So in the first no filter, I lamented the free ticketing situation at AFLW games, the way in which it devalued AFLW, but also how it provided an unnecessary barrier to those with low mobility like myself and with disabilities. Since then, the JLT series has started, the practice preseason comp for AFLM, and thankfully now I could be paying $30 this exact minute to go to the same venue, Icon Park, to watch two men's teams play for no points and no consequence. Wow. Happy International Women's Day, folks. I don't really know what woke means when the kids say it, but I don't reckon that's it. During the second segment, I ranted about the way in which I saw certain commentators and AFLW punters criticise AFLW players in the game, even though they were essentially the exact same people who had excluded women and girls from playing the game for a century. The infamous memo had just been shared and we are still seeing its impacts with umpires directed to not blow the whistle until teams line up around the centre bounce according to the memo's quote-unquote suggestion. It's not a suggestion, it's a rule change. Own it, memo authors. This is your bed, now lie in it. The weather gods, of course, laughed in the face of that memo, putting on several apocalyptic-style weather events to stifle any chance for free-flowing footy games. And then, of course, you have Collingwood in the JLT series scoring 16 points in 19 minutes of footy for that $30 ticket. Yep, you can't make this shit up sometimes. Third time around, I put out a call to arms to appreciate the theatre of sport, the drama of the game, the emotional roller coaster that the AFLW is. It's the TV show you're binge-watching that you never want to end. This was off the back of the Carlton GWS clash where the game finished with the season-ending injury for Carlton's captain and many players in tears after an exhausting game in the storm. Since then, we've seen the Bulldogs rise to premiership favourites despite losing their captain and number one draft pick to injury and an unlikely player in Brook Lachlan smashing the the game goal-kicking record. The return of Aaron Phillips with a best-on-ground performance that restarted Adelaide's season. Lauren Arnell returning from being left out of the team for two weeks to kick the Blues' entire score. Melbourne coming home winless after a week and two games away on the road. We've seen new future stars emerging in Emily Maguire, Eloise Jones, Bonnie Toogood, Chloe Malloy, Monique Conti, Ashu Tree and the rest. And that's just to start with. In number four, we sidestepped into Freakonomics territory where I questioned AFL House's priorities in light of the AFLX extravaganda, extravaganza and the pushing aside of AFLW, their bumbled handling of the memo, the lack of resources, the second-tier umpires. I suggested that the AFL was cutting off its nose despite its AFLW face. And since then, the umpiring seems to have declined even further. Free-to-air games are still on seven, mate, despite the Winter Olympics finishing, and games are now scheduled at 7pm in Cranbourne on a Friday night. The memo continues to be a scab that won't heal. The AFL seems to continually undermine its own marketing slogan of dare to create to the AFLW players. It's encouragement to them to take the game on, take risks, but, you know, be attractive and play fast, fun footy. And how's that lasso rule working out for you? 
And last week, I took on my own personal hate of white line fever and the way that it excuses poor behaviour. And wowzers, it's like I completely <laughs> mozzed the last game of the round. Pies versus Bulldogs in Maui, where five players received punishment from the tribunal. Collingwood captain Steph Kiochi was rubbed out for the rest of the season and there was a completely unnecessary biffo on the sidelines in front of the news crew. Emma Carney and Lauren Tesserero were a part of that melee, two names I'd already called out the week prior, and it's almost as if they don't listen to this pod. (laughs) So after a bit of reflection and realisation that as cathartic as this no filter is for me and other like-minded folk, perhaps I'm just screaming into space. So if that's the case, here's a few more things I'd like to see addressed in the next three weeks. Number one, if an AFLW player does something amazing on the field, there is no need to compare them to a male player. She's not the female Dustin Martin, and she's not just like Gary Ablett. Yes, I'm even talking about you, Kelly Underwood. You're failing your own test. (laughs) Number two, unless I'm mistaken, there is no football rule called... No player did anything technically wrong, but a woman getting hurt makes me feel uncomfortable, so I'm awarding a free kick. Oh, God. You know what I'm talking about. A fair hip and shoulder or a lightning-fast tackle or a forceful spoil is met with a free kick. If this non-existent rule existed, the hand gesture to indicate it would be the umpire placing their hands over their own eyes. (laughs) But seriously, umps... Get a grip. If a bomb is hard but fair, let it go. Your squeamishness doesn't have a place in your adjudication. These women play footy. They're tough. They know what they've signed up for. Three, journalists and commentators. If an AFLW captain who has claimed seven state league best and fairest medals and won 10 state league premierships has one relatively quiet game, perhaps you can stop calling into question whether or not her reputation as a champion is in tatters. (laughs) Number four, if a female AFLW player makes a joke or a pun on their social media page, and you, as a social media stalker, don't get the joke or the pun, but from the context and tone of the sentence, you should be able to deduce that it is a joke. You don't need to post a comment correcting that player. You didn't get the joke, Mansplainer. You're an idiot. Number five. (laughs) Perhaps we can fix the so-called congestion problem if umpires didn't wait 20 seconds to blow the whistle when the ball is held up at a stoppage. Either call holding the ball or call for a ball up. This strange habit we now have of two players spooning on the ground motionless for what feels like an eternity to only have an eventual ball up after they've got to second base is ridiculous and adds to the congestion. You're out there, Meg. Sorry. Number six, losing AFLW teams. Please share your coach's post-match press conference with the media. Don't just trot out your wounded and exhausted players to face the music. You're gutless. Number seven, there is more to Nat Exxon than her mullet, more to Cora Stoughton than her Irishness, more to Courtney Gum than her age, more to Malloy, Conti Cunningham than their basketball careers, more to Brooke Lachlan than missing out on their Winter Olympics. Just stop it. Number eight, put Darcy Vessio on the <laughs> ball, please, and thank you. <laughs> Without doubt, my favourite one yet. That, yes. Oh, I don't know which one's my favourite. Oh, that's epic. Wouldn't blow the whistle on that one. I'm, I'm still taking it all in. Yeah, I was like, yes, number two. No, but yes, number three. No, yes, yes, one to eight. <laughs> one to eight, so good. My personal favourite. Oh, gosh, I don't know. Would be eight, wouldn't it? Oh, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> You've only been saying that since round one. <laughs> I've tried to st- – <laughs> on or behind. Yeah. On or behind. Mm. But 
I'm not the only one saying it. Yeah, lots of commentators who listen to this pod say it when they're commentating the game. Lots of people who've seen Darcy play football before say it. Okay, should we go through one to eight and dissect? (laughs) Interesting, the first one, stop women to men. I catch myself doing it sometimes, but I don't – I think it's – is it okay if I say that quality of her game reminds me of this quality of his game or vice versa or you just just don't? Um – I don't like the female Dustin Martin. Yeah, but no, I don't. I, I know what you're saying. Like when they, I was exp- I was trying to explain to someone that the way, say, Katie Loins dives at the ball yeah. and her attack on the ground ball reminds me a little bit, sort of kamikaze esque Trent Cotchen. Or and in fact, that was when when I was watching the AFL season and he almost got suspended <laughs> for like sort of yeah yeah. His, yeah sort of ferocious attack sort of below the knees. Mm. I was like, oh, I wonder which – I don't know if a lot of women play like that. And I yeah. thought Katie Loins plays like that. Yeah, yeah. So – I feel like gravity works differently for Katie Loins. She's just always like at a like a 60-degree angle. Like yeah, she definitely- I hold, if, if I ever play her, I hold my knees <laughs> in the best way. I just, you know, yeah. you know, I love Loinsy. Go we Lindsay. all love Loinsy. Oh, we're, we're like total fans fans of Loinsy. Yeah. But when yeah. she runs, she's like tilted forward. Yeah, and the one on the weekend, she sort of did topple over. Yeah. <laughs> she won that ball and then she, and she went forward. Yeah. Um, so that's one tick. Two, hurt equals free kick. Oh. That one kills me. I have um, in the past referred to that as the Katie Brennan rule, especially in VFL footy where for a long time Katie was like a lot stronger than a lot of other opposition players and she would tackle aggressively mm. and it was a fair and legal tackle where she would get a free kick against her. I because believe it yeah. appeared a bit rough. Yeah, yeah. I think the former co-host Astro Connor will be very annoyed that you don't see that as the Astro Connor rule. Actually, that's fair play too. <laughs> that is actually very annoying. All the same suspended points. for that sort of play before, and you're thinking it's fine. I think it's um, a little bit similar to the. Oh, um, that might have been holding the ball, but I didn't blow my whistle quick enough, so we're just gonna like do do the whole thing again. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. well. It's either holding the ball or it's a 50-meter penalty. It's not yeah. let's just reset because I was a bit slow on the whistle. Mm. So on the umpiring, skip to number five, congested, mm. we're not going to blow the whistle. What is that about? No, I don't understand it. And watching, I think it was especially that last game, that Pies-Bulldogs game, I, I almost want to do a study on how long it takes for the umpire to to blow the whistle when, say, one player is just totally tacking, tackling another and they're just kind of standing there or lying there. Like there's no effort. It's like both via ESP, the two players involved in that um, stoppage are like, yep, we're just both waiting for the whistle to go. And you think about all the other stuff that they're trying to do to prevent congestion. And I'm like, if you just blew the whistle faster, then either call someone for holding the ball because they're not making a genuine effort to get rid of it or throw it, or up. throw it up straight away instead of this prolonged thing. And I feel like it's almost got worse as the season has um, season's progressed. Yeah, as the season's progressed because players have got more used to it. And, it, and it's like it just keeps happening. Oh, the ball's gone up. Oh, I've caught it. Oh, I've got tackled. Wait, 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 wait. Well, Wait, it's whistle. I mean, it's almost, I think one of two things tends to happen. One player sort of, I mean, sometimes one player has cottoned on and I don't know if they feel the other player relax and they rip it out and, and it goes on. Mm. Or you, I, I really think there are a couple of incidents where it's resulted in a dangerous tackle yeah. or even like, so Taylor Harris got suspended in an action where they could have blown the whistle mm. a bit earlier. Taylor Harris was wrapped up. 
blow the whistle, ball up, or don't blow the whistle, we'll wait for an action and then mm. – I, I understand they want it – I mean, I just think sometimes clearly that's not going anywhere, that ball. I understand no. holding it a little bit, but too much. And also, like, women aren't, can't burst through the same way that men can. So either you need to make that adjustment or not in the way that you umpire. I reckon it's they can, but then they're not just yet. Well, yeah, and it might yeah. be that too. Like, uh, there's okay, maybe they're not they they can't, but yeah, there's something about the style or the way that women have um, gotten used to playing the game that means that they, they don't burst through, and it and it looks bad, and I, and it is it, it feels clogged up when that happens, and I think that a change in the way that it's adjudicated would actually make it move more quickly. I almost think that umpires have a different interpretation of what congestion is, because to me, congestion is players around the ball but it seems like the umpire's congestion is how many times you have to ball it up (laughs) and if they're they're blowing the whistle and balling it up all the time and it's another stoppage then that's congestion but Mm. I think it actually frees the game up yeah it just and also goes to the question of what level of umpire is umpiring AFLW because I constantly am thinking Razor Ray etc would not or would know to do it a little bit better so Let's just let's spend some money. I don't, you know, we can have the top ones, yeah, please, definitely, right. And when I was watching the, I was watching some vision of the North Melbourne men's team intra club practice match, and I'm pretty sure it was Matt Stevick umpiring. And I'm thinking, well, oh, he's available for an intra club. He mm. doesn't look like he's on holiday or doing whatever else he's doing. Mm. Please come on down to Icon Park, not for yeah. JLT, but for AFLW. Yes. Right, well, I'm just enjoying going through one by one, not in any particular order, but in, in groups of concern. Yeah. Um, speaking of things that the public women players are afforded in the men's competition that were not in the women's, number six, post-match press conferences. Mm. I want to know. I want to consume this sort of stuff. I want to hear the head coach speak about how the game went. Well, when I worked at Carlton, I was in-house video producer there for a long time. And I'm pretty sure it's still the case that AFL media would get Channel 7 Foxtel's vision of the coach's post-match press conference and it would be put on the AFL website straight after the game and made available for clubs to put on their own websites. So so can we ask the AFL to uh, – so either AFL publish it or the clubs themselves? Either could be done, right? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously all the games are on TV, so – Channel 7 Fox cameras are at AFLW games. Someone surely can shoot the post-match press conferences and the AFL can make it available on the website. Yeah. Just I'm ready to consume the media, the <laughs> review, et cetera. Mm. But having said, that, to me. having said that, some clubs are really great. Yeah. They put up win, lose or draw. They put up a coach's post-match press conference. Yes. Because this is the real deal. Mm. Win, lose or draw, you got a comment. Yep. Um... What's left? Oh, more than the backstory. Oh, yeah. I know. Why don't we just talk about why Brooke Lachlan is able to kick seven goals? What is it that mm. makes her such a gun player? Where has she improved since last season? Yeah. Last season, she was still someone who tried to make the Winter Olympics team and missed out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That hasn't changed. No. Just gotten a year longer ago in, in irrelevant history. Yes. No, not irrelevant. I mean, it's relevant in that I can ask, would you rather? Yeah. <laughs> but look, I'm, I'm fine with it being mentioned once or twice but like Cora Staunton is Irish every time she gets a ball you know and and the same with I feel like it's often brought up with some players it's almost like a tick in the commentators that they just always have to bring it up 
I'm like, there's there's other stuff going on. And I think I'm just sick of it now. It's like round, we're going into round seven. Is it round six? Especially when it's speaking over the play. Please commentate the action. If there's a break in the play, you can add that stuff in. Yeah. I'm getting petty now, but I'm I'm done with it. <laughs> no, well, we're six weeks into telling them exactly how they should do everything. Yeah. So, listen, please. Um, and number eight. <laughs> That's just what you make. <laughs> and I also believe it. Oh, um... We'll, we'll discuss we'll discuss that the setup in the game. Yep. In the game review. How exciting. Anyway, um, good job, mate. Yeah, very good job. I, I was just thinking about your reference to the theatre of sport. Mm. Um, and it made me think, if AFLW was a TV show, mm. what would it be? Orange is the New Black. <laughs> <laughs> and who's who? <laughs> Oh, that, this is a real question. This is a real podcast now. Um, Gladiator? Imagine. Yeah. It's not the West Wing, that's for sure. No, it's, there's not a lot of walk and talks. Not a lot of walk and talks. <laughs> Girls? Mm. Not into it. Wow, I feel so liberated, everybody. I've just taken the mic out of the mic stand. <laughs> Roaming Meg. Look okay, out, she's going to start working the room soon. What TV show? Answer your own question. Now. I, I don't know. I, I, it's just, it just. I've got no idea. I'm starting to think that, like, the only TV I watch at the moment is AFW. So mm. we could break it down team by team. Good. So Carlton lost. <laughs> the young and the restless <laughs> lost. All <laughs> right. Uh, well, GWS, the Golden Girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. And which team this show has jumped the shark? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, okay, Melbourne. Uh, Melbourne's called The Midwife. Don't watch it. It's just a joke about days. But anyway. Um, Glee. <laughs> Adelaide's Glee. Oh, yeah, Adelaide. All those sing alongs. Um, Collingwood. Wentworth. <laughs> This is going on, Al. You it has to go on. This is cool. It's because it's a jumper, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, that's right. Fremantle. Home and away. <laughs> I was just going to say home and away. <laughs> um, who's left? Brisbane. Hmm. What characteristic are we looking for? Jersey Shore, maybe, or um, no. There is a reality vibe. They do a lot of their own. They do a lot of media. Real Housewives. No, I'm thinking what Orange County or something. Oh, do you mean the OC? The OC, yeah. Who calls it Orange County? Well, you know, just no. That's good the though. OC. The OC. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Gossip Girl. <laughs> <laughs> and the Bulldogs. XOXO, XE. <laughs> Sorry, that was. I was still talking about Brisbane. Oh, all right. <laughs> So oh, that's quite funny. Um, and the Bulldogs. Um, oh, Queer Eye. <laughs> Transformation. True. True, yeah. New season, Queer Eye. Who's Jonathan? Oh, Nick Callanan. She just makes you feel so special inside. Wow. Impro This Safe Our Life. <laughs> Round five. On Friday night in Cranbourne at mm. 7 o'clock. You are so right, Juliet. <laughs> Just start the game at 7.40. <laughs> we missed half of the first quarter. Mm. But Melbourne hung on to win by six points over Brisbane. Mm. They were lucky. 4-10 yes. to 4-4. Four, four. 
the whole game, I just thought that those those two behinds are going to regret them. What did you guys think? You were there in the flesh. We were. Yeah, just got there. Well, disapp- not disappointingly, but we missed Daisy's two goals. We arrived just yes. after the second one. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not so much for me because I was watching on the app and you were driving. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Took one for the team. It's, I love going down. I quite like it once you arrive. Yeah, I, it's, I like it's the atmosphere. A, yeah, it's not a bad ground. Like I've got my little spot that I stand in. Mm-hmm. I, I quite like. Yeah, we had to do a lap to get there. Yeah, sorry, oh, mate. All right. Well, you know, get me that media pass, mate. <laughs> Fierce game. I just mm. think it's becoming more and more. You just go into the footy. Mm. It's a real deal. There was actually a shitload on the line oh. in that game. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Probably the first. You know, the, the next um, two weekends, it'll be the. It'll be the same. Yeah. Um, mm. But I reckon there was there was two key, um, I guess, observations. Uh, Britt Gibson. Mm-hmm. Oh, she is. Beast. Yeah. Oh, she is a beast. And yeah. she is a bloody beautiful kick of the footy. Yeah. Power. And Emma Race has never eaten a dim sim. <laughs> wow. Nice. I thought you were going to say something about Smitty starting in the middle. But, <laughs> no. You know. I did ask Melissa Hickey about that after the game, <laughs> which you will hear a bit later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure about the dim sim thing. I'm a. I, you can't knock it till you try it, can you? No. I don't care what you think's in there, <laughs> Emma. <laughs> oh, delicious. Just a bit of cabbage. Um, That's right. I think I kind of jinxed it because I had mentioned in previous weeks about Brisbane how they seem very even mm-hmm. across the field and that Sabrina Frederick Troll didn't ever need to win the game off her own boot. And then what happened? They looked the most dangerous when she had the ball. She kicked three goals and almost won it off her off her own boot. So sorry about that. But um, the she s- just looks dangerous. She loves that ground. Oh. She the played two Ripper games down the there. Sabrina Raw when she <laughs> oh, kicks we the were goal. Close. Oh wow! It's like I, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah we'd sort sucks. of done a lap and then we got to the pocket that she was in right as she kicked it, and she just oh, it's <sighs> the best. Yeah, yeah, so good. Yeah, she was contested marks were good this week. Snaps great. I thought it's funny. I thought Cordner was quite a good matchup for her, but yeah. she just seemed to sort of out you know experience one. I think. In yeah. the end, because yeah. I think Corner's probably the perfect build to play on her. Mm. Um, super athletic. Mm. Um, yeah, and you see even Lauren Pierce is on her at one point when they, there's a ball up like right at the edge of the goal square and she just shoves her oh, out of the yeah, way. Yeah. Oh. Um, and she knows exactly, like you can tell, she knows exactly what she's about to do. Yeah. And it yeah, was a beautiful Yeah, wouldn't goal. have been happy with that no. one. <laughs> Bang, goal. Mm. But those Melbourne midfielders were, were on, you know, they – if you look across the stats for every game, it's not often that, say, one player gets above 20 possessions or two, but three. And that's yeah. happened quite a few times with them. You know, Paxi, Daisy and Junior were on 25-24-23 respectively, and that just doesn't happen that much. But no. in the games where Melbourne looks you know, looks on, that's what happens, and they, they did it again. Actually, I spoke to Asta on Friday, and she said, sorry, she said, uh, I guarantee you one thing. Those midfielders going to have blinders tonight. Just like when the season and the season was on the line for them. Yeah, they mm. stepped up. Yeah, alarm. I'm just that. Don't argue that that Daisy has developed oh. is just the best. Thing. Yeah, bang. Yes, mm. the, no. The strength around the contest is is huge. Yeah, yeah. Lutkins, Al's favourite. Oh, she's oh, a jet. Yeah, so yeah. good. She's having such a good season. Yeah, she all is. all Australian lock. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, she was on the ground for 90, 98% of the time, 26 disposals. Key back, excellent, Ludkins. But as we sort of mentioned briefly, um, Hickey goes back 
and huge. Not as many disposals as those three in the middle, but uh, I think she was at 80-something percent disposal efficiency. Mm. Um, they looked really well structured down back. I think they made a few changes. They sort of – they did sit um, quite deep. I think they got sucked in a few times the previous week against Collingwood and Collingwood got out the back. They looked like they'd really addressed that this week, I thought. Mm. Good point. Yeah, well, I think it was Anna Teague's second game, I think, for the se- season and she looked much yeah. more comfortable back there. Took quite a few marks that – yeah – that last person in defence. Um, debutants, they did well, I thought, for Melbourne. Zanka? Yeah, Eden Zanka and... Whitford. Whitford, yeah. I think they'd made... Melbourne made a point, I think a lot of the speech around the game, even uh, they showed Mixed in here uh, speaking pre-game about just going back to basics and being and, and selecting people in the team that would just compete. So um, they got it done. Mm. And Zanka, you know... She has two shots on goal, I think, that, that miss. And you think, those if you got those, that, that's a rising star. She looked really dangerous when she got the ball. Oh, my favourite thing was when she put someone on their bum. <laughs> in her first contest, she was yeah. just, you see yeah, you later. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what you do. But they, you know, Melbourne did well to keep Wooshner quiet. They did kind of... I think um, Pax went to uh, McCarthy or was looked yeah. to be responsible for her a bit. Yeah, so they took a few players out of the game, which I guess then, you know, puts... Uh, Sabrina in the position where she's got to kick more goals. But Brisbane never looked out of it. You know, you felt at any moment they could pip them. Melbourne squeeze home. They obviously are now on equal points on the ladder. So, I don't know. I I wonder if in two weeks' time they're going to look back on that game as a really missed opportunity or Melbourne might look at it as a turning point or something. I I feel like it was a really important game. But Free kick on the final siren or not? No. But not for no, you? Well, no, just because nah. of the way that they adjudicate that now is it felt, you know, like you've got to tackle someone to be hold for it to be holding the ball. If it pops out, they say that's – what do they call it? Um, knocked out in the tackle. Yeah, I think that's just what they say. Yeah. yeah, that it's not – like because there's no tackle. I don't, I don't think there's a tackle. Like she kind of goes kind to of grab just, her and, the, and it's it pops out. It's almost like out. it slips out of her hand. Yeah. I don't know. I – I know what you're saying. I agree that that's how they adjudicate it these days. I yeah. just get confused when, and this might be my lack of understanding, when someone's possessed the ball and they've had an opportunity to dispose yeah, of it yeah, yeah. and then you dispossess them, tackle or otherwise, I'm thinking that's a free kick. But yeah, you know, I, and I do agree with that, but I don't but think that's that not I've how it's seen going. That how it's going yeah. at the moment. Agreed. Yeah, I don't think they've been paying it. Mm. Anyway, but... Yeah, look, I think the Brisbane for the were, drama it yeah, would have been. Drama, yeah, the Brisbane girls that, was a, that would have been a tough shot at goal. Yeah, yeah, it would have been, but I, but you know, you never know what who, would have happened. Irrelevant, and that, and irrelevant. Looked, who would have had the kick? Would it have been Bushner though? I think it was Bates who Bates, was right there. Yeah. Looked, you know, I don't know if it was Bates that did it though. Uh, anyway, I don't know. Mm. Bates was definitely calling for it. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Bates, she's a left footer, isn't she? Oh yeah, but she couldn't have run around. Ah, true. It would have had to be true. Anyway, this is but it didn't ultimately happen. Uh, it didn't happen. A relevant conversation. <laughs> After the game, I spoke to Melissa Hickey. Here she is. Well, I'm with Melissa Hickey in the Melbourne rooms. Bloody hell! It's <laughs> a good way to describe it. Jeepers! I thought this is going to end in a draw, and I'm going to be crying my eyes out in, <laughs> in about five minutes. But. No, nah, we hold on and um, such a good win. I think um, obviously after the last couple of weeks we've been pretty disappointed and um, it was up to us, the, the challenge was sort of laid out to respond and I think we did it um, yeah, for four quarters today. So, yeah, so like after back-to-back losses, what was, you know, what was the focus this week? Um, we probably just simplified things and, and tried to 
guess get back to our game plan and um, I guess just bringing intensity and, and hunting the footy again. Yeah. It looked like you lined up a little bit differently today. You were on the um, half back line, Smitty in the middle. Yeah, just changing it up a bit. Did a bit of a trade, me and Smitty. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I guess we just wanted a bit, a bit of um, stability back there and a bit of leadership. And I guess teams are kind of scrapping it through the middle. So um, we thought we obviously try and spread out our leadership a little bit more. Um, yeah, so I guess it kind of worked. <laughs> so you kicked four uh, ten today. <laughs> what do you think forwards coach James Lange is going to say? <laughs> I don't know, there might be a bit of goal-kicking practice on Tuesday and Thursday night. Yeah, I don't know. Um, if it's the way, where we're kicking them from or just pressured kicks, I guess we'll have to go and have a look at yeah where, what's going on there. But um, it's a good sign that we're getting the ball in there a lot, but obviously to win matches, you, yeah, you've got to convert. Yeah. Well, I think you've just been called in to see the coach, so uh, okay. we'll let you go. Well, well done. News. Yeah, 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 thank you well so done. much. <laughs> see you, mate. The next game... It was over in Frio. GWS defeated Fremantle by 18 points. Yeah. 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 They look good, GWS. Yeah, they, they do. They're, they're going to have to make some room for me on the bandwagon. <laughs> yeah. They kind of just looked – it was almost like they just looked better than them for four quarters. Just marginally, but, you know, that yeah, yeah, results yeah. In, a, in a win. And that, that goal that Courtney Gum kicked, Yeah, I swear to God, she is – Almost at half back <laughs> at the start of that play, and she absolutely ran her guts out to be on the end of it. She to looked kick it. cooked she by the time she kicked it. Cooked, but just the work rate was. Because uh, she's almost slowed down to kick it. She was yeah. like, oh gosh, thank God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but just the work rate. Like, she's just, oh, she's my hero. Yeah. <laughs> she's my 10 coaches' votes. Yeah. Yeah. She's all Australian too. You'd oh, have to think. Absolute shoe in. Mm. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And they're. Their key position forwards, they're clunking them. Yeah, definitely. They had six – they kicked six goals and they had six individual goal kickers. I think that speaks well of what they're doing. It was great to see Ferrugia kick a goal, you know. Yeah, captain, snap. snap, boom. I think they're able to kick it quite long into the forward 50 because they've got girls that are that are quite good contest at the contested mark. Yeah. Mm. So, um, Gums kick – you know, because she's got a great kick on her. And yeah. They're, mm. they're sort of penetrating deep and then – McWilliams, Barclay, and who's the other one I'm thinking of? Staunton. Yeah, Staunton. Yeah, they're clamping them. Um, yeah. They're going well. Barclay's a very good mark, actually. Oh, she's a great yeah. mark. Yeah. yeah. She really just one grab, one grab clunk. I yeah. just, Cora Staunton's snap, or show around the body, I feel like I have mixed feelings towards it because it's just so outrageous. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? How can you be able to do that <laughs> with a footy after kicking around I just credit to her about you mean the style that it's unconventional style is that what you mean I just mean going from a round ball to an oval one mm. and she kicked that goal from about 40 meters out yeah that's just it's hard it's a great goal for anyone and and yeah, she yeah. has managed to she's got it working mm. yeah or that maybe it's a, the, the the snap her snaps better than her Drop punt. Drop punt. Yeah. That's interesting. I think yeah. that's probably more shocking. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the same with, you know, Barclay has that unconventional and, ball drop. And Lachlan. And Lachlan. They both have that unconventional ball drop. And in coaching school, they tell you that you only fix the ball drop if the person can't kick. Now, those girls both can kick the ball. So they, they just do it that way. And the same with Cora Staunton. She does it unconventionally, but she does it. So just. 
let it happen. <laughs> like it doesn't – I know it just looks strange to us. Oh, and I'm not it's saying almost, I don't like it. I've, I just think it's – I look at it and it's counterintuitive. But it's like, why is this working? Yeah. <laughs> but it does. Um, Frio um, – Injuries. That's tough. Well, we haven't seen Kiara Bowers. Yeah, for Gibson the was a season, huge. Yeah. yeah, Gibson was a huge recruit for them. Mm. Haven't seen her either. Bentley. Bentley, and you can just uh, Haynes has she come in? Uh, I think she's come back, but Brianna Green did her knee as well. Oh yeah, Juddy is awesome. Mm. But if you can put that much attention into her, because you're not mm. having to worry about those other yeah really really top level players. Yeah, and they're just yeah. having you know Ebony Antonio, Dana Hooker, both play the entire game 100% of the time on the ground. And, you know, that's that's great if you can do that. But it does mean that their, you know, uh, their quality <laughs> when they get to the contest, like they're, they're a bit spent. And, you know, Hooker's um, disposal efficiency was quite down. Like if, if you're in that position that your top line players aren't in there, so then you've got the ones you do have, you've got to play them for that much. You're not getting the best out of them is what I'm trying to say. Hopefully... We see what Frio can produce in 2019. Because there's are running it's them off the technically in, aren't they? I don't think they can make it. Um, can they? I don't know. I think if everyone else loses, but maybe that technically can't happen. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think if you're only on two wins now, I don't think you, oh, can, you can quite yeah. make it. Okay, yeah. But who knows? Bang, up into fourth for GWS. So, good on them. Yeah. Saturday night. Over in Adelaide, the Crows defeated Carlton by 35 points. Just that purple patch in the second quarter. Yeah. Just went bang, 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 bang. We watched this together, Al. Yeah. Two sorry Carlton fans. Scoffing <laughs> popcorn. <laughs> the popcorn tasted so, just more bitter as the yes. night went on. <laughs> Saltier. <laughs> it's, I mean, you know, we've lamented so much about Carlton over the past couple of weeks. And I actually just think in this game, you know, they started to look better, but they just got beaten by a better team. Yeah. Like their, Adelaide's execution was just great. The, the commentary, I think, at one point in the second quarter said they're running at 80% disposal efficiency as a team. That's tough to beat. They're getting it straight out the middle and having a shot on goal. So he just, on the other hand... Carlton had the whole play of the third quarter. They yeah. had the whole th- third quarter in their forward 50. Yeah, it didn't um, kick a goal. It didn't yeah. kick a goal. So. And look, and Adelaide kind of deprived them of the ball. They had 40 more disposals. Um, the highest possession getter for Carlton is was on 11. You know, that's pretty low. Just not getting enough of it. Ruth Wallace, three goals. Yeah. She's great. She's great. Um, and EJ, Eloise Jones, she oh, was yeah. similarly great. Yeah, similarly great. And, and they were... Special goals. Yeah. And I just felt like Adelaide Adelaide had that spark about them and the confidence about them. Carlton just don't look confident. And I feel like it's impacting their skills and their execution that they're not they're not hitting up those short kicks. You know, they're doing some kind of loopy handballs over the top that get picked off by the, the defender coming in between them. They're just they're not playing with that confidence and I think that yeah, they're not getting the best out of themselves and the game plan they're trying to execute because, you know, it, it's weighing into everything at this stage. I thought they looked to play a slightly more um, higher possession style of football that we're seeing working for with the Bulldogs in particular. It actually reminded me, my dad used to, when I tried to play tennis, um, he used to say, oh, she is a three-shot player or she is a ten-shot player. Like you can hit three shots before they're definitely missing the next one, yeah. and so it was. I felt like Carlton almost graduated to like from a three disposal team 
to a four or five disposal team where the chain, I thought mm. the chains got a little longer. Mm. Um, so I thought that was better. I, you know, back to no filter, you mentioned putting the vest on the ball. Um, Someone mentioned that. Yeah, yeah I mean, um, yeah, I'm I've sure I heard that somewhere <laughs> for mm. like I've on, about on it. the ball or. Mm. Behind the ball. Behind the ball. Jazzy Garner-esque. Ra, ra, ra. Yes, I feel strongly about it. But I, you know, they moved Taylor into the middle for the first bounce. And look, the two goals that they did kick, it Mm. was one of them kicking to the other. Yeah. You know? And you just, I like that. I like that in any, when they're both coming out of the goal square, look, it was rare. I thought that they were both involved in a chain of possession towards goal. Um, So I liked you know, when Darcy gets the ball at half back, I was all about it. Percentage play, I don't know, bang the ball forward with however many seconds to go. And Taylor puts it through. Taylor gets the ball top of the 50, puts it in long and hard. Darcy kicks a goal. I think I, I like that change up. Obviously, I would like to see more of it and maybe switch around who's who's <laughs> going in the midfield and who's staying deep. But I just, you know what, the season's the season's done for them now. Mm. We'll see how creative they get um, with their structure from now on. Yeah, um, I'm going to play footy again this year. I'm going to wear red laces to uh, raise money for court awareness. <laughs> 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 oh, how was that interview with uh, Aaron Phillips at quarter time? Quarter time, where quarter or half I think time? Half time, I reckon, because they were already in front and they weren't that far in front yeah, at quarter yeah. time. And and is it with Sam Lane? With Sam, yep. And she kind of says, "If oh, I'm needed, if I'm needed, I'll go back out there." And then she comes back out after half time and she's got the jacket on. And I wonder if someone in the medical department said, "No, that's not how it works." Mm. I reckon she knows that's not how it works. I think she was just playing with the opposition that she might go back out there. I don't know. I'm playing with Sam. I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, maybe downplaying the. I, I'm sure for the rest of the season, if she says, I've gone off because I've done my quad, mm. that's not ideal. Uh, you know, yeah. you don't want to be saying that. So, floating the idea that she could come back on, I think, is, is more about the coming a or more of, about uh, a comment on the seriousness of the injury rather yeah, yeah. than. Whether it was actually going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So they just, has she, because she's elite and she's aware of her body, has she, are they just being precautious or has she injured it? I'll ask her. I'll give her a call. <laughs> no, I haven't asked her. I don't, I don't know. There is that feeling when you're thinking, mm. if I keep going, something bad is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And then there's also that feeling when you think it's going fine and then you bomb a kick and you've tear it to shreds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I don't it's, know which one it was. But, you know, it would be hard not to be aware of them when you're looking at them in the mirror every day and you're like, these are some guns. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look at that definition. I'm, I'm sure she's got quad awareness. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else is aware of your quads as well. <laughs> I've got high quad awareness <laughs> in other people. <laughs> And the last game of the round out in beautiful Gippsland. WWE. (laughs) Western Bulldogs defeated Collingwood by eight points. It was a bit of a tense affair. Heated. I got sunburned. You made your way there. Yeah, I went. Mm. You know, I I told the listeners I'd make it to 13. I've adjusted. It'll be 11, (laughs) I think. Uh, Okay. Yep. But, yes, I went there with uh, Kate Tindall. Shout out, Kate Tindall. Um, Love you, Tinny. Love you, Tinny. That was my second trip in the southeast direction of the city. Um, 
It was great. <laughs> Similar to Casey, once you get there, atmosphere, great. Mm. But um, quite a journey. But it was heated right from the beginning. Within, mm. It's the first few minutes where um, Kyochi collects Louis Birch, who, um, and then, you know, as I mentioned, Kyochi's received a suspension for two weeks. She comes off the f- Libby comes off the field. She runs very quickly for someone who's like forehead's been cut open. Um, gash, gash, yep. But from then on, it was it was a tense game, and and Libby later on gets reported herself for a kind of a late clumsy spoil on Mo Hope. There's the stoush. Is that a word? Stoush in the in front of the Foxtel crew. But the actual game itself, I thought, was a great game. Yeah, Pr- really free flowing. Lots of goals. That Jazzy Garner. Jeez. She was great. She can play anywhere. Yeah. She can play anywhere. I mean, there was a great bit of play where she was dispossessed and then had a goal kicked on her. So, I mean, that's no comment on Jazzy. That's more <laughs> of a comment on uh, Ash Utri just being a jet. Uh, yeah. Do you know the yeah. players? The oh, player picks I'm her talking pocket. About? She totally yeah. just picks her pocket. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, you know me. All about the Jazzy. Forward, back, 43 for the win. Mm. Spread of goal kickers. Yeah. Well, MRA's tried to moz uh, Brooke Lachlan and say she wasn't going to kick any more goals. Brooke was like, uh-huh. Kick two. Well, it's interesting because I, I know why MRA's would have said that. Mm. Because the attention that yeah, starts yeah. from season one are getting season two. Yeah, yeah. People cotton on and, and it becomes hard to perform again. So it just speaks to how good Brooke's, how well Brooke's playing. Yeah. Favourite bit from Brooke was when she outmarked Chloe Malloy. Yeah, one-hander. One-hander. Yeah, that's and beautiful. Malloy is just... That is not easy to do. Oh, no. I can't. Malloy is so good at football. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just to put it plainly. She is. Like, don't, yeah. don't argue. Run around. I'm just going to see the game in 360 degrees mm-hmm. all the time, <laughs> take it on, kick goals, defend goals, be creative. You can put that on your CV, Chloe Malloy. <laughs> You're welcome. Right? But, yeah, well done by Brooke. Well done by... I, I, I feel like we knew that if... Both teams sort of brought the form of the previous week. It would be a great game, and, mm. and it was a great game. Yeah. The Bulldogs were kind of ahead for most of the game, and when I look back and see that they only won by eight points, it didn't quite feel like that at the time. But um, Caitlin Edwards kicked two goals. She's someone who I spoke quite a bit about in the first season. I feel like she's had a very so- solid second year as well. She was good last week. Um, Sarah Darcy's back. I think they've missed her. Um, her disposal efficiencies pretty amazing she uses the ball so well so Collingwood looked you know like oh they've you know left their run too late like if they're playing footy like that in round one or two yeah oh yeah they're winning yeah they're winning I think the Bulldogs maybe looked slightly less were they slightly less efficient or they took a seven, few seven. Of the, I took a few shots that was um 2017-esque yeah but it doesn't matter. They're playing well. Mm. So one Astro O'Connor, yes. who used to probably talk into this microphone, mm. was one of the rucks on the day. And yes. she might not enjoy this following stat, which is Collingwood hitouts 43 to Western Bulldogs 16. But her hits to advantage. Best are, in the comp. Are best in the comp. Yes. And also, I did just feel like sometimes she wasn't quite going up or the message was to the Bulldogs means was you're just roving to Emma King. Yeah, yeah. I think Aster's completely aware of her game, her own game, her strengths, weaknesses, whatnot. So she plays accordingly, yeah. and whatever's going to make it work best. So she didn't even compete in some contest against Bree Moody last mm-hmm. week because she knew that she wasn't going to win them. I guess yeah. essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so she stays on the ground and tries to get the next possession. 
Yeah, which she does a lot of the time, yeah. and then she dam- she's damaging on the scoreboard. So mm, yeah, it's smart footy. It's yeah, smart. for sure. It's being thoughtful about it and not yeah. You're all about the you know effective percentage stats, I mm. reckon. But her disposal efficiency is really high as well. Mm. Nice goal. Yeah. So, so let's go back to the first five minutes. The Kyochi incident with Libby Birch. Now maybe I feel like you oscillate between Chochi and Kyochi. It's because and for someone whose surname is Kiera, I'm not sure how I feel about that. It's because it is Kyochi, but her nickname is Choch, and so it just comes out. The Choch comes out, but it is definitely Kyochi. So maybe before we started recording, we might have briefly spoken about this incident and whether Kyochi is deserving of the two-week penalty or not. And I said... You were we talking about intent, and you intent. made a comment on whether she meant it or not. And I just feel like it was not intentional. I don't think it was intentional. I think it was quite fast that Libby does. She turns to face her. She turns to face her, and I'm not saying that. Uh, I'm I'm not saying anything about what Libby does. I think Libby turns to face her, and if you actually watch the ball, the ball is doing typical oval ball stuff at that time because it kind of bounces in strange directions, which is why Libby kind of moves the way that she does, mm. and she collects her quite quickly. And I, I don't think it's intentional. And Look, the main reason that I think the two weeks is harsh because in the Adelaide Brisbane uh, Adelaide Bulldogs game, we saw someone punch a p- two separate players and only got one week. And I feel like punching some two separate players, t- you know, in two separate incidents is very intentional. And you only got one week, so why is this incident two weeks? Well, I just uh, don't think in terms of precedent and uh, that I don't really understand that. I'm inclined to disagree with you. Yeah, well, I think it's. Yeah, I'm not concerned about intent because I don't think she intended to split her head open, but it's reckless and she collects her with her hip mm. to the head. And when you think of the potential injury that that could have caused, yeah. then yes, that's definitely two weeks. And you have to – Libby is tracking the ball and she ends up facing Chotch because she's got her head over the ball. And I think you just have to protect the player with her head over the ball. Yeah, yeah, get low yourself. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree. I just think that if I if I listed all the reports and their punishments, I don't see how some got one and this got two. Well, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think mm. the ones, but those that the punch and whatnot, like that's that's a bad look for the game. Mm. But if you know, are we talking about bad look for the game or potential risk of injury? I think well both, aren't we? I find it hard to go. When people comment on the intent of something, I think that's hard. I mean, obviously, it's Michael Christian's job to do that. Yes, he has to decide on intent. But, you know, when when teammates and things come out and make comment on what the player intended, I understand the player themselves speaking about it. But there's a lot of commentary around it that says, oh, she didn't mean it, or she didn't do this, or she did mean it, did or didn't mean it. It's, It's really hard to say, but certainly... I would agree that reckless is the word. I, I agree with you. I agree that it's dangerous, that you need to protect the head and all that kind of stuff. I just... I think it's hard because the ball was it was quite close. Yeah. If the ball had completely... If she goes very clearly past the ball and does mm. that, you're in a lot of trouble. Yeah, yeah. The ball was close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it and it's always one of those ones where it looks awful when you watch it in slow motion. And, yeah, yeah. And Michael Wilson gets a shot of it happening, and <laughs> yeah, the moment of impact, and, you and that's see, in the sun. You know, so it's a split second thing. Mm. But yeah, I, I just think you have to protect the player with the head over the ball. I, I don't think it was an intentional act, like you mm. said. I, but yeah, I just think the potential risk, injury yeah. risk, they just have to stamp that out. Yeah, I just wonder what Kyochi 
could have done in that situation. Like I, I, I just mean, yeah, she could have not turned her hip, I guess, or she could have not attacked the ball as hard. But I think that you then, if you do that every time there's potential for a collision, then, you know, you're having a conversation with the coach about your hardness around the ball. I don't know. Well, it was interesting, actually, to see the players immediately around it react. Mm. So that made me think it was very split second, happened really quickly because the Bulldogs players sort of looked at Libby down and then they pulled up. Mm. Chotch and pushed her off. Mm. Anyway, so that happens in the first five minutes. Mm. Sets the tone for the rest of the match. (laughs) (laughs) Benici gets another tagging roll on Mm. Emma Carney because Emma Carney's having a lit season. Ah, Uh, And on that note, Ellie Blackburn played an awesome game with um, considering Carney was getting tagged. Yeah. The effectiveness of the tag aside. But then imagine I've got no experience with being tagged, shockingly enough. (laughs) Um, (laughs) If you're getting tagged all game and then you think you're over the boundary line and the tackle continues and you end up in the uh, front row seats, I imagine you're then a little bit frustrated with the attention that you're getting. Wowzers. Wowzers. (laughs) Wowzers. I think quite appropriate that both players got reprimanded. Yeah, yeah. It was was just – it was ugly. Mm. I've already said what I think about it. And I so agree with you, mm. but I so loved it. <laughs> it was ugly, but I did love the heat in the game. Put it that way. Well, and it did provide a great gif of the uh, Foxtel presenter just yeah <laughs> going wowzers. They don't. They made me go to Maui, and I almost got hit. <laughs> yeah, it probably doesn't need to go much further than the incident that Libby was reported for. That was a bit of a late spoil. Yeah, that that was an interesting one though because we I think we said it at the time. You know why is that? Yeah, you know she definitely arrives late and she definitely gets her in the back of the head. But why is that a report, not a fifty meter penalty or or both? Like, yeah. don't you penalise that in the play as well? In the, yeah, so I just I, I don't understand that. Like, I, I agree. Like, report, it was your point, Al. I've just yeah. stolen it. No, 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 you no, said no that's it at fine. The time. No, that's fine. I will never group message during a game ever again. <laughs> like, he's taking the time to write her name in the book. <laughs> 50, yeah. But it's a 50 if it's if it's late head high contact mm. after a mark. Yeah. Like, isn't it? It's yeah, a shot it on should, goal. And then they be. only lose by eight points. Mm. So rather than reporting Libby. Wouldn't they prefer to have got closer? Have, yeah. Yeah, have a shot on goal. Yeah. <laughs> well. I think, I think I know what you're going to say. Go I, on. I think it's time for Meg's Would You Rather. All right. So this week, Ace Murnoff put a call out on Twitter because – the calls that I've been putting out just live on the podcast <laughs> have been <laughs> falling flat. <laughs> flat um, for some audience participation. So thank you to those that tweeted in. Love your work. We're going to lead with those two. So from Emma Race to begin with, she's a, does she do a podcast as well? Mm. Yeah. No. I want to actually – now they're called the Outer Sanctum, mm. but – I keep bumping into them. In the rooms. In the Melbourne change rooms. <laughs> so I think they're becoming the inner sanctum. <laughs> Don't blame. We all want to. <laughs> they're just getting close to Melissa Hickey's guns. That's that's all I care about. Question of one from Emma Race. If there was an AFLW-themed series of Survivor, would you rather be in a team with Chelsea Randall or Aaron Phillips? <laughs> Speaking of our... TV discussion. I just get a very Bear Grylls vibe from Chelsea Randall. I feel like she'd have survival skills. <laughs> but having said that, as an actual fan of Survivor, I feel like Aaron Phillips would get voted off very quickly because people that are oh, like yeah. really dominant at something, everyone else votes them off because they think they're too much of a threat. 
I haven't really answered your question. I'm going to go Chelsea Randall. I, I feel like she'd know how to use the flint to make fire. So do you, if you want to be on a team with them, that's good to a certain point and then they're going to get you. Is oh, that right? I'll eventually like vote her out. Right. But I want her to like make camp and make the mm-hmm. fire for the first, you know, 45 days. Yep. 40 days. <laughs> 40 days. Yeah, I would say, I would say Chelsea Randall as well. Mm. She's versatile. Yeah. So she seems, she's I reckon smarts. she's got a lot of strings to her bow. Mm. She'd be very, she'd be very useful. And yeah, she's obviously it's going very like, too. fit and strong and all that. Okay, well, um, not that much divided opinion on that one. <laughs> We're going with Chelsea Randall. Actually, I wouldn't mind being on a football team with either of them either. So it's actually like a series of Survivor. Okay. Um, secondly, this is brought to you by the new timer. Yeah, I love your work, the new timer. We love your work. We're not sure exactly who you are. I guess that's not the point of Twitter. So, yeah. um, would you rather be flicked in the face by another player's plats <laughs> or have more regulations placed on your appearance by the AFL? <laughs> Just hit me with your plats. <laughs> right in the face. I, yeah. Do you know what? I really feel like a roy. <laughs> I really feel like the new timer has has distilled distilled the essence of this segment, and they have just uh. they've just outdone any question I could yeah. come up with. That's great. Yeah, just mouthful of plat. Mouthful of plat. Yeah. You know what? There are several injuries on the weekend that I fear. You know what? A plat is it might be dangerous. Yeah. Uh, there are like elbow, hip. Head, all likely to cause more injury. Mm. You know what I mean? I just think it's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. We are going to just break up the Twitter ones with one of my own just for just to do it, just yep. to pretend that I've put some effort in. Would you rather come out of a collision with a split forehead <laughs> or a split tongue? <laughs> I'm speaking, of course, of Ebony Marinoff and Katie Loins colliding during the Carlton Adelaide game. Katie Loins, there was a lot of blood hmm. straight away. Noffy, I'm told, spits some blood out and then the Carlton players draw the umpire's attention to that and Noffy clamps her mouth shut mm-hmm. and refuses to talk back, refuses to make any comment on it because if she opens her mouth, she's going to get sent off the ground. That's what I'm told happens. Anyway, she splits her tongue. Which would you rather? Forehead. Yeah, splitting your tongue just sounds horrendous. It, awful. it looked awful. horrendous. Have you seen a photo? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you couldn't do that, that's for sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> just like mouthful of blood, having to get stitches in your no. tongue. It's but like, what a beast. <laughs> I love that she just stayed on. Because I've seen that and I'm like, whoa. Yeah, <sighs> yeah I'm no. not. Forehead. Forehead? Yeah. Yeah, I think forehead too, but. <sighs> Gosh, I'm vain. And also, like, I like the scar. war wounds. I like the war wounds. Like, I like the, uh, where'd you get one. that scar from? Oh, uh, footy. Okay. <clears throat> All right, back to Twitter for two final questions. Um, apologies to anyone who sent in a late question. I wrote these out earlier today. So, if we don't get to you, maybe next week. All right. Uh, WikiLeaks, at our leaks has sent in, would you rather... <laughs> what? Julian Assange. Yeah, Julian I know. Assange. He's really trying to... <laughs> Just take some um, – A lot of time in that embassy. He's yeah. fishing for followers. <laughs> Would you rather live in an embassy? Or... <laughs> and now, guys, if you need to save on character count, if you just do a capital W-Y-R, I'll know what you mean. But he's written out the whole word. So, Or she, would you rather an AFLW team of elite athletes who have never played footy or a team of experienced footy players who have never been full-time athletes? Footy players every day of the week. I'd like – 
if we're talking about now in the current incarnation of AFLW, footy players. But I feel like... Um, I, I guess just to clarify, are we asking would you rather that for the potential to win a premiership or would you rather watch that? Just oh, the whole both. thing. Both. both. I think because okay. I get annoyed when I watch sloppy skills, but um, which I guess you would get with um athletes who've never played footy. And I just I almost feel like um you know veteran football players could almost play keepings off because mm. they would just like ping the ball around yeah. <laughs> to each other. But I think in five or six years, or maybe not even that long, AFLW that athleticism required of of teams means that you know those players probably won't survive in the AFLW environment. But now I reckon they probably would. Yeah, well, we're seeing teams try and strike a balance this year for sure. The amount of cross coders um, and athletes that teams are bringing in, where they're putting them on the field has been interesting. And I think sometimes it's cost teams, or not so much cost them as we've seen there. We spoke last week about the sort of tried and true footy players winning games for teams but that's not to say that I don't love you know Alicia Newman hasn't played footy for very long I think she came across from soccer athlete 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 she's done it pretty well Tegan Cunningham's doing well so uh, yeah at the moment there's a place for them but I I just want to believe that the people that have played footy that are now given the opportunity to become athletes full-time athletes that, that, that they take that and then the competition will be greater for it well I just think it's easier to get fit than it is to be yeah, yeah. expertly skilled yeah, at, at footy, footy. In, a, in a short period of time. Yeah. yeah. And even the cross-coders that you mentioned, if we take Erin Phillips out of it because of her freakishness, you know, Alicia Newman, you know, has that electric pace. Tegan Cunningham has her great height, good hands. Cora Staunton has that kind of bullish strength. Like they've all got this kind of elite quality to them that really stands out in the footy field. And some of the other cross-coders who don't quite, who are overall, you know, great athletes, but they don't quite have this talent that's in short supply, haven't quite made it. I don't think they've made as much of a mark. Yeah, well, those girls that have learnt to translate that talent to into being effective on a footy field. Yeah. Anyway, I, 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 I'm not... I'm, that's not really fair to those girls who've done so well, but I do think there's there's something about those particular players and they've got this real standout quality that um, others don't have and is in short supply across the AFLW lists. Simply but which team wins at the moment? I'm oh, yeah. sure no, players. players. Yeah. So I think you're going with that. But um, mm. I hope sooner rather than later we see that you, we see the two things come together yeah. and you get a team imagine what it's going to be like when you're watching a team of Aaron Phillips yeah it's just going mm. to be great yeah um, and credit to the footy players who've become pretty much close to that yeah you know girls have been putting in for years and years while playing footy and they're the ones that are the cream of the crop mm. at the moment yeah yeah okay last nice question Jules Nice question, Jules. I couldn't have asked it because it would have looked too pointed. <laughs> and finally, a would you rather from at Joel Berry 35 who sent in a few, but we're going to go with would you rather listen to This AFL Life first or The Outer Sanctum first? <laughs> now, Joel, obviously we don't listen to our own podcast. We'd never be so vain. vain. No. <laughs> Alison, which would you prefer considering you have to listen to it quite a lot? Yeah, well, I edit it, so I guess I'm going to pick this AFL up every week. <laughs> I like listening to the highbrow content of The Outer Sanctum, you know. Prof what Kate does it all Sia, mean? Bring in the, you know, philosophy, gender theory, legal stuff, those racy girls, Nicole Hayes, Alicia sometimes my poetry Melbourne crush. Um <laughs> 
And then I just listen to us for some lowbrow shit. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much, that's yeah. pretty well said. Obviously, we're two halves of a whole. <laughs> yes. Yin and yang. Can't have one without the other. <laughs> I mean, we're more accepting of dim sims. Yes. <laughs> Steamed or fried? Would you rather? Would you rather steamed or fried? Oh, steamed. Fried. Steamed. Yeah. Um, that's would you rather for another week. If you think that that segment was much improved from some public interaction this week, please send it in once again. Georgia Holden, etc. Okay, that brings us to round six. Pointy end of the season. It all begins on Friday night up in Darwin, Adelaide taking on Fremantle. Can we just say before we go into it, which teams are still in contention to make the grand final? Certainly the Bulldogs are looking Bulldogs, close to a lock. Brisbane, Melbourne, GWS, Adelaide. Adelaide. Okay. I think. So we're still going strong, we're competitive. Still, still, still wide open. Okay, just wanted to establish that before we then go and discuss the games. Well, Adelaide are beginning to fire. Mm. And I don't know. I mean, perhaps they're mathematically still a shot, Freo. I don't know where their heads will be at thinking they're a shot or not because Adelaide's going, we win every week by a big margin, we make the grand final. Yeah. Freo, I mean, that's not to question. You go out every week wanting to win, doing everything you can to win. Those intangibles, I don't know. Mm. But Adelaide just look much more dynamic now, M- more confidence across the board. They're finding some new goal kickers. You know, Aaron Phillips was only on the park for a quarter, but it didn't seem to, it didn't seem to make much difference to their momentum. Yeah. Alfie's playing really well. Yeah, and their new girls, and we spoke about Wallace and Jones. They're now six games into their careers, or they will be tomorrow night. Yeah, so you can see why they're improving. Yeah, mm. week to week. I, I think Jenna McCormick's been really, oh, yeah, really, yeah. Been great. really good last yeah. few weeks. And like she's another one, cross coder. She just seems to have really kind of warmed into the second half of this season. Mm. Okay, what's going to happen? Well, we don't tip. We've gotten better at not tipping in the past couple of weeks. We don't tip, but Frio have played Adelaide twice before in Darwin and have won mm. both times. Mm. Yeah, They were practice matches. but For still. the drama of the final round... I would like to see Adelaide win. Okay. Uh, then on Saturday at Moreton Bay Central Sports Complex, Brisbane play Collingwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're going with another game where one team's got their sights firmly set on the grand final, the other's playing the first where they're probably they're, out of contention. No, well, they are out now. Or mathematically, you're confident. No, no, well, no I know they're out. They're out. <laughs> Well, Brisbane have everything to play for, and they didn't play badly. I don't think they – yeah, they're two losses. They haven't played badly, I don't think. Mm. Um, no, not at all. So – but Collingwood, you know, they they ran home at the end of last year even though they were out of contention. So I – It's know. sort of certainly motivating to to feel like you have a say in who makes the grand mm. final. They'll be trying to, you know – And they – no, but they seem to travel well, the yeah, Pies. Yeah, like, I remember, you know, they got their season back on track – Winning over in Frio last year, they obviously knocked off um, Melbourne. Melbourne in in Alice Springs. Like I, I think maybe getting out of the glare, bonding as a team. Mm. But they, you know, for Collingwood are the only team in this situation at this point. But you know, you've got thirty girls or however many girls who are thinking about next season and are thinking about, am I going to be retained on this list? So th- all those players do have a point to prove. So I think that it's it's a little bit freeing almost that you know we're out of the running. We'll just play. We'll play that with that 
with that in mind that we're just going to give it a crack and there's less kind of writing on this result. But look, I you know, last week I, I implied or maybe said outright that I thought that Brisbane were booking their spot in the in the grand final. They they lost last week, so so aren't as close to that as I would have thought, but I still just think they're super impressive. And at home against Collingwood. Mm. I'm gonna tip I think Collingwood win. Really? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I know you're strong on Brisbane making the grand final. Mm. I'm still strong on the Bulldogs being the ones that are set. I mm. I would be very I don't know. I just think I think Collingwood have the potential to break some Brisbane hearts. Yeah. Saturday night GWS take on the Western Bulldogs mm. in Canberra. Oh, this is oh, going to be, be a great game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, GWS, man. I look. It's going to be an interesting ruck battle. We already spoke before about you know the Bulldogs ruck and how they're. Uh, how they work and how their mids can rove to the opposition ruck. We know Aaron McKinnon from GWS is quite dominant in the ruck, so that's going to be interesting. Big game last um, week from her. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but the GWS midfielders are not, you know, uh, do not retreat. You know, they've got Jess Delpos, Tali, Gum, Alicia Eva. Yeah, oh, yeah, I forgot. Oh, that old chestnut, <laughs> Alicia Eva. A bunch of others that I'm going to regret not remembering the names of. But, you know, I know that the Bulldogs have an A-grade midfield and they're setting up a lot of play out of there. But but I feel like GWS, yeah, they're not going to roll over. And I think this could be a real cracker. And oh, could kind of, yeah, could, there could be an upset or Bulldogs get a real fright leading into the, the last. The last round. The last round, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Everything you said, I think it'll be a cracking game. All right, there's some debate as to whether this game is in the same venue <laughs> as the corresponding game last year. I happen to be there. Um, <laughs> and I would say possibly my favourite venue for AFLW. I think this stands great. I think it's a beautiful ground. It's a pity that maybe it won't be packed. I don't know. Mm, it should be. Should be packed? Well... What else is there? Should we care? What else is there? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Just go up the Telstra Tower one more time. <laughs> Capital Territory. <laughs> You'll be at the bottom of Lake Burley Griffin. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it should. It could be back. I just think it's a – I just love the vibe there. I think it's great for footy. So get there. Yes. Applause. How about the drama of – if GWS win. If GWS win, oh. it makes round seven She's just – Whoa. <laughs> She's on. In oh, my gosh. In I think, yeah, I think they I could want win. that to happen. Well, I want it to happen. I want the drama. Like, I don't yes. want – Okay, so we're going to tip – Look, it looks like we're tipping totally for what will make round seven yeah, the most crazy thing. Well, it's not thing. a tip. It's, it's like a wish. A like, wish. Yeah. Like, love the Bulldogs, but for the drama and the spectacle and – what an amazing week it'll be. We want GWS to win. Yep. <laughs> GWS, hey? Just making a, you know, from – they're making a run from the, that first year. They yeah. were happy for one win. Yeah. yeah. You're sitting in fourth. You're still in grand final contention. I still yeah. reckon we called it. Yeah. Before the season started, we mm. called it. McConnell. Yeah. Seems like he goes all right. And the last game of the round, back at Icon Park, Carlton take on Melbourne on mm. Sunday. 4.30, yeah? 4.30. Well, that's just great before a Monday off, I think. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. You beauty. You beauty. <laughs> Bit of a kicknick. Watch the game. Are you going to go? I'm going to go. I'm going. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll be there. Um, I love you, Carlton, and I really hope it's a good game. <laughs> but knowing uh, the competitive nature of some of those Melbourne girls and that percentage is on the mind, I think they're going to try and 
belt them. Whether they do successfully or not, we'll see. I guess in our discussions about Carlton, we've spoken about the midfield a little bit and their ability to deliver it into the forward line. And I think last week or the week before, you used the word talent a lot. <laughs> there's a bit of, there's a quite a fair bit of talent in there, mm. but their experience playing at the top level of mm. football available to them is not as much compared to other teams. Now, when I say compared to other teams, I mean compared to Melbourne. Melbourne mm. are yeah. – you're right there, Al. Al's just hit yes. her elbow. Yeah. Melbourne and the Bulldogs – have yeah. got midfields. Yeah, have the top class experienced midfielders. Yes. Yeah. And and when those players get going, they're kind of unstoppable. When there's a grand final on the line. Yeah. And look, I, I think I just have in my mind that Melbourne-Fremantle game from last year where, you know, Fremantle were low on confidence going into that game, hadn't had a great year. Melbourne knew they had to really smash them to have any chance to get into the grand final and they did that. They completely the executed. That um, had been kicked up until that point. So I kind of have a eerie feeling that we might see that again. But Carlton have a lot to prove and we know that when teams, their backs against the wall, they kind of come out firing. So I hope that we see a great contest and I hope I see DV on that ball. Um we didn't mention uh, already the rising stars, Brown Moody, who's been having a great season. She's been playing so well. Yeah, completely. Moody's had a great season and she has been their primary ruck. Um, now, we've sort of discussed maybe putting Downey into the middle, mm. but I would assume that they played Downey on Tegan Cunningham. Mm. I think that seems like a logical matchup. Yeah. So, do they both play basketball? Do you think that will be referenced at any point during <laughs> the coverage? Who's, no. who's commentating? <laughs> no, surely not. <laughs> I love you, Jason Bennett, but you, you're big on the backstory. <laughs> no. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it will be referenced. Yeah. Um, who's going to translate that best to football? <laughs> mm. It's hard to say. Um, but Downey played forward last week, so we'll see what they do. And speaking of Downey playing forward, Taylor played in the midfield. You know, yes, the Carlton players have a lot to prove and – you know, we'll see how creative, once again, the coaching staff get leading into this sign, trade, period, mm. whatever's happening. Um, how much are you trying to consolidate that improvement from last week? How much are you trying some different stuff? I mean, you mentioned the different stuff that, that this AFL like, life would like to see. Mm. Well, any final thoughts? I want – so how many teams are still in grand final contention right now? We said five. It, five seriously. Five seriously. Mm. If we can go into next week with still five, is that even possible? Yeah, yeah. I, well, I think so. It might not be. Mm. Let's just. I would love to go into the last round with as many teams having a shot at playing in the grand final. I think last year three teams had a shot going into the last round. It's. I think it could be more this year. So I want to see that. Whatever that means. I totally agree. But uh, that's been. Season, Your pleasure. Season three, episode six of This AFL Life. Please continue giving us shout-outs on Twitter at This AFL Life or Instagram. Also, remember to visit us on iTunes and subscribe. Bye. 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 Bye.